And look, look, I get paid the Thursday. The Jays come out Saturday anyway. So yeah. when I get paid on that Thursday, I give Paul an extra $40. <laughs> Let me yeah. get them on Friday. I used to be late to school on Friday <laughs> just so I yeah. can get the Jays on Friday that come out oh, Saturday. Yeah, and yeah. Friday, I'm not doing no work because I'm spending the whole day flexing on this. Walking around. I'm finna walk around this. I'm finna walk around the whole school <laughs> finna see me. And, you hey. know, I, and I'm blowing that $40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that I look back at it like, how many times did I blow that $40? Man. How just many to- shares of of How Walgreens many could I got with that $40? What up, what up? This is the Literacy Kings podcast. My name is Corey Paul, rapper, creative, and entrepreneur. And I'm Jamarcus Traham, a.k.a. Jay with the NBA, investor and teacher. Hey, man, we grew up in a neighborhood with like a 40% dropout rate and didn't read a book until we was grown men. But once we did, it changed our lives. So now we breaking down books to build up culture. We are the Literacy Kings. Now, reading is fundamental. What up, what up? This is the Literacy Kings podcast. We back with episode five, lesson five from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the rent. The rich invent money. The rich do invent money. Uh, today on uh, the episode, we're going to be discussing uh, a little bit about Warren Buffett's famous quote, um, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. What do they even mean? Um, you uh, also don't have to be smart. It's more important to be bold. Talk about how school got it wrong and it why failing um, is one of the best things you could ever do. And then also the three skills that could possibly change your life forever. So, man, y'all make sure that y'all lock in. Uh, it's going to be an episode packed full of a bunch of diamonds, man. How you feeling, Jay? No doubt about that. You know, we in Sierra Leone, baby. Yeah. We're going to get it in today. <laughs> diamonds. Each of these, bro, each of these lessons could easily be an hour and a half, two hours. You know what I'm saying? Like... It, they, they run so deep, you know what I mean? But um, right. it's good stuff, dog. So, yeah, so let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Um, let's do it. Lesson five opened up with um, a, the story about uh, Alexander Graham Bell. Um, so, long story short, after Alexander Graham Bell patented um, the, 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 the basis of what we know to be the telephone, um, he had this company, you know, he had this company, but it was like an upstart company. It was struggling. Um, right. It was a startup. Yeah, it was a startup, yeah. you know. And um, so he went to the big the big boys at that time were Western Union. And he went to Western Union and was like, hey, man, um, let me get a hundred K, you know, for, for my for the company, everything. Phone, right. patent, hold, let me get it. And uh, Robert said they basically laughed at that boy. You know, like <laughs> scoffed at him. Sco- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what they did. They scoffed at him, <laughs> and so he was like, "I right, bet." Uh, and so he started AT and T, and the rest is history. You know what now I'm saying? On, now only the trappers use Western Union. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's 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 commonly referred to as the check cash in place. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> and so AT and T surpassed it greatly. So that story just dope because you see, man, like 
it where you start is one thing but where you end up is completely different and um that story is not unlike a lot of stories of people getting you know getting started in the beginning and you know it not looking good for them um pepsi i talked about that before um uh pepsi tried to sell to coca-cola you know what i mean in the beginning and uh pepsi ended up bro i think pepsi didn't been bankrupt like three times or something like that um they'd been like bankrupt three times um but then them boys figured it out you know what i'm saying they finally figured it out uh so just because you 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 struggling in the beginning that don't mean that that's the end of it you know what i'm saying now they now they uh coca-cola has a bigger bigger market share but pepsi stock price way higher stock price high yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying? and they they um they they gross more than than coke because they branched out more so like right, right. you know everything from they do the they don't just do soda no more you know everything from quaker oats you know all the different kind of cereal mm-hmm. to tea a lot of acquisitions uh, yeah a lot of acquisitions you know what mm-hmm. i mean so they went from a soda company you know to uh they're now more of a, a, a food and and uh, beverage company you know than, than just soda but that's where it started right yeah 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 um, um after this robert also he goes to the opposite story of like so he started Allen's Underground Bell, but then after that, he went to a story of um, uh, another company to where um, the ownership, they, the employees was mad at the owners and the dude had worked there like 45 years and uh, his wife was pregnant. He had babies and they was, um, basically he had got fired and he was begging the guards to let him in and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So it went like, he gave like an, empl- uh, an employee type of um um, example mm-hmm. from this, mm-hmm. right? And then, um, dude just bought a house, all of that, you know. And, um, he was just saying, like, he was comparing the difference between the two, right? Right, Alexander Bell, Alexander Graham Bell st- stepped out, uh, did what he had to do, faced obstacles, but overcame it. What, what happens when you don't, you end up working. For somewhere 45 years they don't really appreciate you and then you leave at the worst time possible like right. they said you know what i'm saying dude had a wife uh three small babies and just got a house stuff like that so, right uh, and, yeah and he was just saying um um that's when he go into the what school did to us and all stuff like that but go ahead right 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 throw that Nah, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah. And the point he make is just was saying is that um fear and self-doubt is what hold most people back. And that's no, the no that's that big nugget from right there. Is that as usually it's usually not your skill level, your talent level, your ability, it's just fear and self-doubt. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the difference. That's the difference between those two stories. Um, it's that it's a story, right. it's a story about um uh, uh the devil basically like the devil is is uh selling all of his uh selling all of his his stuff you having i guess a garage sale or something and uh he got like this this sword and 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 this this shield and this this uh machine gun and he got all of these the weapons you know what i'm saying he got all these uh weapons of the devil right so at the garage sale, like all of this other stuff, you know, this stuff is going for, you know, oh, that's a hundred dollars, oh, that's two hundred dollars, oh, whatever, right? But then they say it's this like little wedge, look like a wedge in the door. It's just this little, you know, uh, black wedge. 
but it's priced at, at, at $1 million. So it's like, well, why this little wedge, you know what I'm saying, is so high and all your other weapons you use to destroy people, you know, sure. nothing in comparison. He said, oh, that's my prized position right there. That's the wedge of doubt. That's the wedge of fear. That's the wedge Ooh. Uh, of Ooh, young. Kill you know what I'm saying? Ooh, say, that's my him. prized position. That's all I need. You know what I mean? And mm. bro, that it the the truth in that is so it's so real, man, that it's insane. You know what I mean? So I feel like that story is fitting, you know what I mean, for the opening of, 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 of uh lesson five. Man, man, yeah. man, man. man. Yeah. Um bro, self self and let's let's get back to our hood. Let's get back to uh, our culture self doubt, yeah. bro. It, it cripples us, bro. Mm -hmm. It's debilitating, mm -hmm. bro. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like Robert says on page one seventy six, he says that um, it's not a, it's not a. Well, in our hood, it is a little bit. He said what Robert was saying it's not a, uh, it's not a lack of um, of t of information at your mm -hmm. hand. But in our case, we do, we still deal with that too. Right, but um. It's getting better as more as we have more access to computers and Google and things like that. We can um, the the technical information piece is really um, becoming not a real issue. Mm -hmm. But what's more of an issue is self doubt, right? Um, and if you come back to our hood, our culture, um, you talk about racism, you talk about discrimination, um, you talk about. Um, what we see in the media, us mm -hmm. getting killed, thing like that, like that plays into our self-doubt. It plays into our self-worth mm -hmm. um, to where like it could be debilitating to some people, like to where like, I don't, why should I even try? My life is not even valuable. Right. Um, nah, I'm definitely not going to go build this Fortune 500 company, man. I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to be alive tomorrow. Right, so right, right. Any any of these plans that I had and trying to get my dreams off the ground, it's gonna do one or two things. Either it's gonna push a person into the zone that says, I gotta do it because they're not valuing our lives. Mm -hmm. Or it's gonna push a person and say, mm, I really don't have to do nothing. I'm gonna just lay around and chill because you know, that self-doubt is crept in them from what they see and like my life is not valuable anymore. Anyway, so why would I just jump up and strive? So what right. you see in our communities is you see extreme go-getters coming out of this because you know what? We ain't got no choice. Right. Then you see the other side, like kind of a lot of withdrawingness. Uh, um, I'm going to just keep my headphones all day and just chill. Right, uh, right. I'm going to just right. play the game. Or I'm just not going to do nothing. Right, um, right. But that comes out of self-doubt. Those are the main two responses to that self-doubt. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And that you, you said something dope. Um, You said that you well, in your notes, you saying how fear suppresses the genius. Oh, yeah. No doubt. You know what I mean? And I think that that's I mean, that would within itself is powerful because it's just what you're saying. Like, you know, it makes you it makes you shrink. You know what I mean? And you don't realize that the value that's inside of you, because, you know, it's hard to be. It's hard to be bold in your genius, you know what I'm saying, when you you terrified and just trying to make it day to day. That those two are not gonna work together. Yeah, Robert says he says uh uh your financial genius requires technical knowledge and courage. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I think that 
because of Dave Ramsey, because of Susie Orman, because of uh, a lot of financial guys, um, entrepreneur guys, Damon John, because of these guys, it's not more the technical knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. Because of YouTube videos, because of this podcast, because of Literacy mm-hmm. King, like it's not going to be more technical knowledge. What's going right. to be the determining factor is courage. Right, right, right. So, and um, go ahead. No, no, no. You good? You good? Because I was just thinking about inside my classroom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how students know the act. The students know the answer. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they have a fear of um, mm-hmm. of taking the courage to act. Like they don't like they'd be like, "Oh, I knew that answer, Mr. T." I was like, "Why you didn't raise your hand?" Oh, they, I don't know. It's, it's they didn't want to be wrong or right. fear of embarrassment. So we're seeing the classroom play out in real life. Right, 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 um, right, right, right. Why you ain't start this business, man? I ain't know it was gonna fail. Um, I ain't want to be embarrassed or. Uh, I didn't have the support of my family or right. I didn't want to lose money. People going to laugh at me. Same thing. Right. And we, and that's, I want to say 13 things about that, but I'm going to wait <laughs> later in the lesson, you know what I'm saying? To get to that. Cause that, that, that's exactly what it's, what, you know, what it is. And so, but before that, Robert, he's saying how, you know, from that story, he's going into just what you're saying, like, okay, it's important to have that financial IQ. You know, that's where, you know, um, right. you say often in the real world, it's not uh, the smart who get ahead, but the bold, right? So we're talking, mm-hmm. about, coming, talking about that. So he said, when people ask him, like, man, why, you know, you always talk about your financial IQ, your financial IQ, you got to have that financial IQ, get those skills, get those skills. He was like, people ask him, why? You know, why should I do all of that? Why do I have to do all of that? And he said, mm-hmm. everybody got to answer that question for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can't tell you it's a one size, you know, fits all answer. He said, but what I can tell you is for me, it's so I can have more options. That's why. I right. Do. So I can have no more doubt options. about that. And that's the truth, bro. Yeah, it, it really is. Like uh, when you when you're at a job and everyone's complaining mm-hmm. and everybody's talking about, oh, I don't like you here. I don't like you here. I don't like you here. If you are employee mindset and you don't have any financial intelligence, like you never develop any of it at all, mm-hmm. the only thing is find another job. That's the only option, mm-hmm. or try mm-hmm. to get a raise here or get another uh, position. But that's right. the only move you got. It's like having a playbook with one play in it. Right, you right, right, that? right. Exactly. What financial intelligence does is you get that Bill Belichick playbook. Right. And you pull it out. He's like, oh, I got a whole bunch of playbook. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of plays in this playbook. You know what e- I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. That options. Yeah. And that. And so now, see how that ties together. It, he sent. You know, when you go from okay, you can't be fearful. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we speaking, understanding the history of we come from barely having enough to get to the end of the week. You know what I mean? You know, you figure my grandma raised. You know, her, her parents were sharecroppers. You know what I'm saying? When she right. came, she was, you know, uh, working uh, working in a hospital and cleaning up after people, you know what I'm saying, just trying to get it. So then her kids was able to, you know what I'm saying, at least, you know, have a higher level of jobs, right? But my grandma taught them, like, hey, make sure you get your money and hold on to it. Because you got to understand, she coming from nothing. You know what I'm saying? So she coming from nothing. Yes. So it's about just, you talking about investments. What? What? 
you know what I'm saying? Like we trying to put food on the table. So then mom, our parents was more at least able to be like, Hey, you can make some shake. We ain't necessarily seen over the hill, but you can make something shake, right? So now for us, we have the opportunity to actually go over the hill and see what it's like and 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 and, and make mistakes and fail and stuff, right? So understanding that's where the fear comes from, but then realizing we can't live in that fear, right? Then it brings us to what's important, understanding more options. Because if you feel like you don't have another option, then of course you're gonna be fearful about the little about losing the little that you have, right? So when you think if I lose this job, I ain't gonna never eat again because a job is how you make money, then you're gonna be terrified. But then when you realize <laughs> that it's a hundred ways to make money and you're capable of doing all of them or any one of them that you want to, then you realize you don't have to be so fearful about losing this one thing and then you can start being bolder. So options go hand in hand. Understand that options go hand in hand with overcoming the fear. Right. Um. He also says... Well, I, I I say this. I say this all the time. The the fear of losing prevents winning. Yes. Yes. It does. If you're yes. uh like Jordan say it all the time, like I I wasn't afraid mm-hmm. to lose. That's why I was winning. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Um, um <laughs> I mean, it happens all the time with, with great players. Um they want to take the shot. They want to take the shot. They mm-hmm. want to take the shot. And I think it's their mental mapping that makes them great because okay. if if they want to do it, they're running towards the thing that's scary. Right. And uh, I think, especially in our community, we need to run towards the things that are scary mm. um, because not having uh, resources, that should be scarier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then run, then running towards the things that's scary, but we're taking a chance to build uh, a better uh, way for our family to have more resources. So my fear is um, not trying. Like yeah. I have a fear of, man. You know, I had this idea and I didn't execute. Mm-hmm. That that's more of a fear to me than executing and messing up. Right, because. Jay, that's what you do. That's what happened. You know what I'm saying? And like, and, but, and I know we're not there yet. I know we're not there yet. But <laughs> listening. if y'all listening, if y'all listening, it's going to make sense. If you have been through any school system, if you, if you say, man, yeah, that'd be me. You know what I mean? I got this idea. I got this hustle. I got this stuff I want to do, but I be scared to fail, man. Or I tried it a little bit and it, it didn't work. And then I got scared. You know what I'm saying? And maybe you don't say publicly scared, but inside, you know, if that's you, you're not alone and keep listening. And we're going to tell you why that possibly is later in the episode. You know what I'm saying? Right. But what it brings us, what it brings us to is um, getting over the fear through realizing you have 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 options then the next thing that robert goes into is uh welcoming that change right so you go from i I only got this to okay i got options now to move forward towards those options you have to uh as you say jay uh as you're saying welcoming the change versus dreading the change you know and so you can go into that uh and 
177 and 178, um, Robert's just talking about how there's huge changes that's coming ahead, right? And um, this book was wrote in 97? Oh, it was released in 97? Mm-hmm. And what he's saying is still true. It's still huge changes coming, right? Thanks. Like, especially Thanks. because of COVID-19, right? Yeah. He says there's there's, true, there's huge changes, changes ahead. In the coming years, there'll be more people like Alexander Graham Bell. There'll be more people like Bill Gates, um, but there'll also be many more bankruptcies, layoffs, and downsizing. True. Right? So, um, as technology changes, it's only going to accelerate the rate of us changing. Thanks. And um, normally, successful people are the ones who welcome change. Yep. Um, they don't necessarily have to, and I don't. I want. I don't want people to think they gotta jump down with everything that's changing. Right. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, look at it for what it is, as opposed to actively resisting it. Bro, you know what I'm saying. The Bro. people that actively resist change are the ones that's gonna be left behind. You're gonna fail. You're gonna fail. Bro, he's. Uh, Robert says old ideas are the bit are the biggest liability. Oh, no, it is. A, it is a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's old ideas are the biggest liability. And so, like, so, okay, let's take, well, let's pause there for a second because this is literally, I don't use this word all the time, but revolutionary, bro. When you understand the, the truth that change is inevitable um, and that you got to start seeing where the ball is going, not where the ball is, then it, it, it's, it, it changes everything about how you view life. Because then you're okay. Like I said, you can welcome. Because you got to think, what's happening right now, the changes that are happening and going on right now, they're new to us. But the change isn't new. You realize how shook up boys had to be when they went from horse and buggies to uh, that Model T <laughs> Like, bro, you know how that... Bro, you realize how crazy that had to be for industries and for businesses and for people and for... Bro, that changed a lot you know what i'm saying um yeah robert also said he said generations from now people will look at look back at this time period and and remark what an exciting era it must have been so just like you just said facts (laughs) Facts. i was and i was so i was talking to uh talking to a guy very very intelligent guy uh older you know uh he's old he probably in his like 50s or something um, and he was saying how I think when he was doing his PhD, he had to write a paper or something along that line. And this was like, I don't know, maybe late 80s, early 90s or something like that. And he was writing a paper about like the Internet and the computers. Mm-hmm. And he was saying the premise of his paper it was I don't see how or why computers would need to be any faster than they are today. Right now, this is like in the eighties or the nineties. <laughs> he thought that that was the top speed that computers need to run it. Right. Well, but as he explained, as he thinking back on that, he was saying what he what he was younger then, so he didn't realize he was thinking in the form of time at, at that time. Right. So he was thinking, mm-hmm. well, what can you do on a computer? You type. You know what I'm saying? Load some clip art play you know tetris or you know these little very simple simple things so he's thinking why would this computer need to be any faster to do these things yeah he's not thinking about a computer that can stream a movie or an album 
or allow us to live stream from two different states he not thinking about a computer in that sense he's only thinking about a computer as it stands in 1980 something you know what i'm saying and so and so when you i use that example um because you got we got to realize that where you came from and where you are is not where we'll go right so if you only think of your life in in terms of i'm from the hood i'm still you know um low-key broke right now i don't really have a lot of resources i don't really have a lot of knowledge and you start thinking about your financial uh well-being or your well-being period in the scope of that lens is not accurate you feel me because you got not at all not accurate (laughs) you feel me because you got you thinking about a computer in the 80s you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like but if you keep growing and keep growing and keep building your ability will be bro it'll be uh unattainable you know what i'm saying um that person back then you know what i'm saying so I just thought that was really good to realize like we got to think in the light of where things are going and not just where they are. Now that's a good, uh, that's a good segue into uh, something that I had in my notes. Um, Robert also talked about um, what was representing wealth in this country Mm -hmm. and how it changed. Right. Mm -hmm. He talked about how it started off with land. Basically if you're a land owner, you got the bread. Right. Right. Then he went to uh, factories when we were talking about industrial revolutions industrial mm-hmm. revolution and all that you, you own a factory you gucci baby mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you eat you making money hand over fist yeah now he's saying timely information because we're in the information age and it goes back to what you were saying about that guy how he didn't think like the computer was gonna be like this and be like that but if you think about our hood if you think about our culture the reason why we're behind is access to timely information thanks um um because we're not brought up because the school system don't promote the use of technology the way they need to mm-hmm. um um it's real you know archaic in their right. thinking um at least the schools in our hood right um or they don't have computers at all or they super slow and they came from the rich school who felt sorry for us and gave us their old computers mm-hmm. when they got the new mm-hmm. Apple grant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's what happened. I see it happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, or it comes down from high school and you know, or the old high school, they'll give theirs to the middle school and the middle school will give their old computers to the elementary. Right, right. When in their mind, it should be the opposite. The elementary should get the ones that were really, really expensive, really, really mm-hmm. good. And really, really, it should be the opposite. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because that's the foundational part right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. back to what I was saying, be, we're, when we are denied access to that particular technology or no, or timely information, knowing how to do this, knowing how to do that based on what you learn mm-hmm. through information acquiring, that automatically sets our life back, bro. Right. And, and it's right. a lot of things that we learn that are later in life than our other counterparts you're like, oh yeah, well, they learned that a long time ago. Yeah, Bill Gates learned how to code in the seventh grade. Man. Like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm serious, man. Yeah. Like, that was standard where they were. Like, and look where he is now, right? Well, that all started early for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Warren Buffett uh read library full of financial books. He's read every financial book in the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, ain't no libraries in the hood. 
Mm-hmm. They gone. Mm-hmm. And if they are in the hood, it ain't cool. So um, we ain't just busting down the door to go to the library. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right, right. But, but that access to that information, bro, we're just getting further and further behind. And I tell my students all the time, you're in the best generation, but you're the worst kind of kid in this generation. Mm. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, you're in the best generation because you have access to things at your fingertips. If you had a computer, you have that you have that phone, it's a computer at your fingertips. You got an mm-hmm. iPad, it's a computer at your fingertips. The only problem is you don't have the rationale to use it to your advantage. You don't have the uh, particular critical thinking skills mm. to actually say, okay, how can I use all of this information and how can I piece it together? Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's See what good. I'm saying? That's good. That's good. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> and so he understanding exactly what you're saying, right? Understanding exactly what you're, what you're saying uh, about the disconnect between the, the knowledge and ability to apply the knowledge from uh, a young age or at a basic level. Um, He talks about, you know, teaching, right? So, you know, Robert teaches. And so he created uh, the cash flow game. Um, Correct. He created the cash flow game and he's saying how, you know, he had this one, um, a uh, one one lady who came in to play the cash flow. What she came in to learn about investing. That's what she, you know, she came to the class to learn about money management or investing or whatever. And he uses the cash flow game. So they spent the time playing the the cash flow game. Jay, you want to explain kind of the basis of of the cash flow game? Yeah, uh, I actually have the cash flow game. Of course, uh, of right course, here. you have the cash flow uh, right game. here, in the, right of here. Of course, in the room. you but, have uh, the cash flow game. <laughs> but uh, cash flow, bro, is is like, <laughs> yeah, it's that game, and I don't think you get enough exposure. Like, it's like Monopoly, but like real life. Like, mm. it has life events in there. Mm. Uh, add a child, um, uh, downsizing. Uh, mm. All it, like it has all of that real life stuff in the game. Um, what they say is Robert says it's like Monopoly on steroids. Mm. Uh, he couldn't be he couldn't be more accurate. Like, yeah. Um, cash flow, you have your income statements and you have your uh, balance sheets. So they start you off with an occupation mm-hmm. and like air, airline pilot or teacher or mechanic or they start you off in the employee side, right? Mm-hmm. And the goal is manage your money, build assets, reduce liabilities. The same thing he's trying to tell you in the book. Mm-hmm. But um, but you also see a lot about life, like how different people are in different positions. And it, it's, it's easier for them to do it uh, off of the position that they started. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? So That's real. But, but it's attainable for everyone. It might take them longer. Mm. But if you do, if you if you learn what you need to learn, you'll be it'll be more attainable for you. Like if you learn how to reduce expenses, if you learn how to um, build up assets, it'll it'll help your income side. Uh, and it shows you how everything works together. So cool. when when the lady, uh, I think it was page one seventy nine, when they start talking about, uh, she invited a friend to one of the cash flow games or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the lady was like recently divorced and stuff like that. So when they was playing the game, what happened is that game hit too close to home. Right, right, uh, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, she, uh, I think she required a doodad. And a doodad in the game is just like stuff that we buy all the time that 
um, we don't necessarily need, but it's like it's fun to have. Mm-hmm. Like a boat. I think yeah, she got a boat. a boat. Yeah, yeah she, she bought, she a, bought boat. a boat. Right. So um, that boat start eating her alive. Mm-hmm. Like because in mm-hmm. in the game it, it tells you add this to your expenses, add that to your expenses. So you literally are managing your financial statement as the game goes on. You right. Comes right. paper in the game. So yeah. And it started eating her alive, eating her alive, and, and then she, at the end of the game, she realized like I ain't really, I didn't come up, I didn't, I didn't the way I needed to, and um, mm-hmm. basically, it started hitting home because she got downsized later in the game, all mm-hmm. that stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. And that lady was a recent divorcee, like, so it started making her think, like, and I realized, and then she kind of like shot away, like, uh, this game is stupid, like I don't want to. I don't want to go through this game. I don't want to play this game anymore. And what Robert was saying was, um, there are real life players to cash flow. All right, mm-hmm. are real life people that have divorce, have divorce. Uh, your kids come change your financial statement, downsizing, buying too many doodads. Right? Um, there, there are a lot of life lessons in cash flow, bro. Right. It right. is like, and she was that was basically it just hit too it just hit too close to home. Right. But later she later she came back and admitted it right right that that's she what stormed it stormed off mad at first <laughs> right yeah 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 and bro and with, with what you're saying um my so my wife is in medical school and so long story short what they a program that they have in a school is to you know you got all these people come from different places in medical school and they a lot of times serving communities they don't understand because they came from nice families, wealthy families, suburban families, and different things like that. And now they may have to serve these communities that are like lower income, poor, minority. So they understand this disconnect and they got programs where they try to get them to understand more about the communities they're serving. So these people came in um, and they have like a, a game or a system or whatever they set up for them to do that. So it was kind of like cash flow in the sense that they would say, mm-hmm. okay, you got this much money a month. These are, you got two kids. They did that kind of cash flow thing. So imagine what Jay just said with cash flow. But what happened with them is my wife was saying how several of the people that didn't come from that, it was just that to them. Like it was a game, mm-hmm. meaning that halfway through it wasn't real to them anymore they, they were like in the sense of you gave me two thousand dollars and i got two kids and i got this and i got that like bro that's this is not even this game is rigged like why would i really care about this i'm gonna lose so she was like boy started robbing stealing right you know uh doing fraud like they, they turned it into like okay how can i you know how can i just get the money they they couldn't even process fully what they needed to do or how they would have to plan actually surviving because it was so foreign to them that mm. it just turned into a grand theft auto. You know what I'm saying? Mm, man. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? And but, wow. But like my I wife would was, like to be in that room. I would have, bro. That's what <laughs> I would have loved to be in that room. But it, but that's what she was saying. She was saying, she's like, what was what was interesting is they didn't even understand that they start doing a lot of the things that our community is villainized for doing, right? Like they thought. Oh, you mean to tell me they started acting 
out of out of survival, bruh. You mean to tell me they started acting like survival and bruh. no shame on them. You know what I'm saying? Lock them up. Throw all of them away. You feel shame me? on them. Under the jail. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Under the jail. They just they you know what I mean that they she was like they didn't even see that part. You know what I mean? They they just <laughs> process it. You know what I mean? And so how could you? It's not in your context. You can't see it. Exactly, dog. Exactly. You know, the the, um, the beautiful thing about cash flow is that it's an instant feedback system. Like Robert said, it's instant, bro. Right. Like right. you hit that car, it, you got to immediately change your uh, cash flow. Like right. on your on your um, income statement, and it's like instant, bro. Just like when you instantly have that baby, right? You know, instantly <laughs> yeah. have to pay for formula and diapers, and I, it's right instant, now. bro. Yeah, that's what makes right cash now. flow so good, man. Yeah. Well, that's um, dope. Like Rick Ross said, um, if you broke, that means you done something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's that instant feedback mm-hmm. to them. Like, yep. Boy. I'm messing up. Yeah. And, uh, and I gotta look at it and I gotta figure out ways and I gotta use the finance. I have to develop a financial intelligence because right. my life events has changed my financial state. Facts. Hey, real life transparency <laughs> on that, bro. Um, uh, real life transparency on that. Um, not too long ago when uh uh our computer went down you know what i'm saying started tripping and was mm-hmm. like man need to uh we only do max us per day i, I we, uh, i'm not i'm not that's, that's not a flex you got a few dollars you know what i'm saying Nigga, like, ain't missing no hp no more you got a few dollars hey, you know what I'm saying? hey look hey look look that's not a flex you know what i'm saying that that's it just, ain't even income tax season he got on him with max and stuff. You know? it's for the it's for the purpose of the story you know what i'm saying it's for the purpose of the story because if you know that then you know you're gonna have to spin a band you're gonna have to spin oh, a snack no at minimum, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to spend a stack. And Jay, everything in me wanted to be like, hey, man, let's go ahead and put this on this credit card. You know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead get us some of that high interest debt real quick. So, (laughs) (laughs) let's go ahead and let uh, let, uh, American Express bang us up right quick so we can keep more in our pocket now. But, we did. We went ahead you know what I'm saying? We went ahead and and I got me a new computer. You know what I mean? Which is gonna be a write off anyway. You feel me? Facts. You know what I'm talking facts. about? But that's what when that, that real life happened though. Like, okay, we gotta spend this twelve hundred dollars that we don't want to spend. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but instead of delaying the inevitable, you know, uh, going ahead and doing the smart thing now, and it'll work, you know, better in the long run. Just real life, simple, you know, examples of of just that. Fine. Um, we go back to what you were saying. Like the next, um, just to to close out on this part, um, and and it ties in with the game. Uh, financial intelligence is how many different solutions can you come up with to the problem? Mm. See. In cash good, flow, good, good. In cash flow, you you're managing your financial statement, but you have the option to sell any assets you acquired. You have you have options. Like, is nobody telling you, oh, you got to do this, oh, you got to do that. So really, you have to develop your financial intelligence because it'll help you solve problems. And the more you play this game, the better you should be in life. Because right, um, it's again, like I said, how many solutions? Can you come up with the and the the better you the smarter you are the better chance you have of beating the odds. Right, so, right, right, right. So that's that's right into um 
what he was saying about he said uh most people only know one solution which is work hard save and borrow um correct that's, that's usually um the basis you know what i'm saying and so he said um he said the poor and middle class work for money um the rich make money the more real mm -hmm. you think money is the harder you will work for it if you can grasp the idea that money is not real um he says you can grow rich uh faster you know and so just that you know what i'm saying let me that so that next point was how close robert and them really was on day one bro on day like if you, like, <laughs> if you go back to chapter one when uh when they started making them lead nickels mm -hmm. out, of them, out of them melted toothpaste tubes like they, Robert in chapter five is like, bro, we was real close on day one, just seeing money with our mind and and making money. And he Robert says the rich make money and the poor middle class work for money. Right, right, and I, right. That's the, that's the all the difference in the world, bro. Because um, in page one eighty five, he was talking about how you should um, you need to practice um, working with your mind only, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not your body. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. and boy, that's like you want to talk about a mental exercise, bro. Yeah, that's what we need to do in our community. Yeah, we need to say stop thinking like that's that's this is another reason why I don't I don't believe in people having two jobs because mm -hmm. it's going to physically drain you out, and the more physically drained you are, the less mental power you have. Right, and you should be creating solutions in your mind that don't require your body right and i you want us to saying? harp on this and we're gonna harp on this the whole time because when because the goal is because like when you say that like you know having two jobs having three jobs that's all got the asterisks of uh when that's the only goal right like like when you have two jobs three jobs and that's the only goal that's where it's hard to combat a uh it's hard to have an argument against like nah that that can be cool robert even talks about um when uh back to the sugar plant right he talks about um when uh one of the guys from the sugar plant uh well excuse me it was a guy who worked in the same town and mm -hmm. the sugar plant was a big uh was big business and he worked under the supporting businesses of the sugar plant basically well, right then the sugar plant uh, took a downturn and then his businesses got affected. So a, a, a business that wasn't even the one he worked for took a downturn, but it affected him. He had like three jobs, but mm -hmm. then, you know, once it affected him, you know what I'm saying? He started making less. So he had to start working harder and hustling harder just to survive and keep up with the expenses because that's all he knew is to work and make money so that's what we continue to say that you know that we agree with in it with in the book is if you if you have one or two or three jobs and you're not allowing your mind to work only the physical labor to work then that's gonna force you to live like that forever but when you take the income that you have from the extra jobs and pour it into things that don't require your physical presence there then it can start relieving you of some of that burden of hard work and then also it starts protecting you against things that are out of your hands such as your job you know what i'm saying not being there tomorrow at no fault of your own right um it moves me smoothly into my next point yeah um time is one of your greatest assets Thanks. and a lot of times 
when when and when people from our culture make money, they're going the opposite way in t- with with time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're 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 um, Robert talks about it in another one of his books, uh, the velocity of your money. Mm-hmm. How fast uh, can you make money, and how fast is it moving? Is your money moving? Because mm-hmm. again, I tell you all the time, money is currency. And if you know anything about a current, it's meant to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're making your money too slow, um, your the asset of time is going against you. Yeah, yeah. Because a dollar, because what Jay, what you're saying is a dollar today is not a dollar tomorrow. Right. Oh, I, I was gonna get into that later. You got, okay, okay, go, go ahead. I mean, okay, go we ahead. Could, we could bust that down too. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. If I finish, go ahead. Yeah, on I mean, point. I'm just what I was gonna say. What I was gonna say is, you know how we, when you're working a job, I know some people that only get paid once a month, hmm. right? So they get all of their money. They get a lump sum. Like I know some people that work in the prisons system. Um, they get paid once a month, mm-hmm. right? Boy, what what management skills do you have to have, boy? Supreme. If you only get paid once a month, supreme. Then you get people that have get paid um, every two weeks, right? Biweekly, right? And still be running out of um, money before the be waiting on th- man. Friday mm-hmm. need to hurry up, man. Mm-hmm. Ain't Friday need to hurry. Cash out Friday, <laughs> right? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I used to work at Fiesta. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, they get paid every Thursday. PS mm-hmm. is a grocery store in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to blow all my bread and be can seven days seem like it was too long. Hey, and I bet you blew all your bread in the same parking lot. Oh yeah, I went to Actively. <laughs> yes, I mean. buying all the Jordans and all the uh, platinum Fubu with Muhammad Ali on it. Yeah, no doubt. It was a, it was a, uh, it was a, a shoe and a fashion store because like, me and Jay mm-hmm. from the same hood. So it was, a, it was a Fiesta, and then it was like a shoe and fashion store right next to the Fiesta that was like the mo- one of the most popular, if not the most popular shoe store on the South Side. All the rappers was talking about it. You you go pay an extra $100 and get the J's a week before they came out just to say oh, you had uh-huh. them first. <laughs> mm-hmm. You didn't make yeah. it out the parking lot good. I didn't make it out the parking lot, bro. We get paid every Thursday. We used to get paid every Thursday and I didn't make it out the parking lot, bro. Yeah. I'm talking about I used to give Paul that uh Paul that extra 40. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh and look, uh, look, I get paid the Thursday. The Jays come out Saturday anyway. So yeah. when I get paid on that Thursday, I give Paul an extra forty dollars. Let me yeah. get them on Friday. I used to be late to school on Friday. <laughs> Just so I yeah. can get the Jays on Friday that come out oh, Saturday. Yeah, and yeah. Friday, I'm not doing no work because I'm spending the whole day flexing on this. Walking around. I'm finna walk around this. I'm finna walk around the whole school <laughs> finna see me. And you hey. know, I, and I'm blowing that $40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that I look back at it, like how many times did I blow that $40? Man. How Just many to- shares of of How many greens could I got with that $40? Man, bro, you know and, bro, I was right there with same thing. Look, we be late to school. I had first period, one of the coaches, I used to tell the coach, hey man, we gonna go. Them Jays drop, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They if they drop, we're gonna go get them. We'll get you a pair, you know what I'm saying? But just hold it down, you know what I'm talking about? And when we get here, we'll give you your pair. You write us the little slip, you know what I'm saying? And we good. And circle, 
put we used to put the bags over our shoes. We put the bags over our shoes yeah. just to walk out the car into the school. Uh, flex on flex on everybody with the J's. Then put them up. We don't even wear them the next week. You know what I'm saying? We just put them up. You know already. You know already did what you had to do, and was willing to spin it every time they drop. Re- willing to oh, spin no it doubt. every time they drop, bro. No that's doubt. real, man. That's real. Listen, the uh, the great uh, apostle Demetrius Flinnery, aka Big <laughs> Me, he said famously, "Ain't the boys an apostle?" He said, uh, <laughs> "When you got time, you don't have money." Hmm. And when you have money, you, you don't, have, don't time. have time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I sat back oh, and thought about what Apostle Demetrius <laughs> said. <laughs> it's oh, true. Right. Yeah. Time is time is one of your greatest assets. And the reason why savings doesn't work is because savings takes too long. Because mm. Number one, we in our community we don't have no just a whole bunch of discretionary income. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. saving that fifty dollars here and that fifty dollars, I know your grandma told you to do that. Mm-hmm. I know your mama said, yeah, put up, put up something. I only save to get investment money. Right, right. Because yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Saving takes saving takes too long. Also, because you get taxed on your savings. So right. any interest that comes to you, it's like negative savings because right. if you if you raise your savings amount let's say they let's say you get a hundred dollars in interest well that's a hundred dollars that is taxable for you now because right. you don't get a 1098 you see what i'm saying right right so yeah, it's, a it's, it's gonna work towards you and then you're gonna end up getting less that uh less tax favorable situation simply because you're trying to save the money Right, but right, right, if right. You, if you if you invest the money in a business, even if it doesn't work, you can write it off. Right, 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 where, right. You see what I'm saying? I understand so, exactly what you're saying. It's you go important back for time, them to know that. Yeah, it's important to know like that that just those that that little process, you know, of you know having the savings, but then investing as well and learning as you go. And as you he, he gonna get into that later is that basically it ain't gambling if you know what you're doing. So correct. We're not saying, uh, yeah, you got whatever you got, just go ahead and invest it in something. No, 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 no. Saying as you grow, you know what I mean? As your savings grow, your investments can grow as well. So you can I only keep this much of savings and this percentage is investing or whatever. It's a it's a process. Go ahead, Jake. That's good. Um, um, back to time. I tell people all the time, people call me all the time, AJ man, uh, I got my homeboy coming the other day, AJ man, I got five bands, man. What do you think I should put it in? Yeah. I said, your financial education. Hmm. Hard. I said, yep. you don't. You don't even need five thousand. Take two hundred and fifty dollars and buy X, Y, and Z books. Read mm-hmm. them. Soak in them. Bathe mm-hmm. in them. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want you to swim in them. Mm-hmm. And that time that you invested up front on your financial education is gonna save you time in the long run when you come into analyzing investments. Sometimes you're gonna realize, man, after muscle, I know I'm gonna lose in that. Yep. Yep. So you're going to end up saving that money and you're going to realize what can actually make you money. And when you drop a few dollars in the thing that's actually going to make you some money, it's going to accelerate that. Let me so, say, let me say this. Let me say this. Cause it's, you, know, you keep on your point. Uh, high financial IQ gives you uh, options and helps you better see opportunities. So right. you need to see the opportunity, take the opportunity. Most people uh, don't take the opportunity. Then a year later, they wish they had. Right. Mm-hmm. But with a high financial IQ, it gives you the creativity to 
have problem solving skills related to money. Right. Go on. In a brother. nutshell, like go on, my brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, tracking? So in in our community, start small, bro. Mm-hmm. Like anything, any investment that I didn't know about. Like the, I remember the first time I bought my first stock, it was a penny stock. I, yeah, I was scared to death, and I yeah. was like, bro, I ain't got. <laughs> I ain't just got the bag like that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna run it up on, you know, if it's only 40 cents, but it's you know, I'm gonna put in four dollars and give me 10 shares. You <laughs> right, know right, 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 right. Start small and plant seeds. And yeah. since we're not working with the bag like that, start small and learn the system, learn the ins and out mm-hmm. of the investment. That way, when you do get a bigger bag or you could play with a bigger pot of money, you already learned the system and how it goes when you were playing with it with a little bit of money. Please, bro, if this was, dog, if we was, D, if I was DJing right now, I'd bring this, bring what you just said back in the club like five Hold times. Hold up, screw. Bring it Hold back. Hold up, screw. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Chop, chop. Twist, twist. No, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be repetitive. I just really, 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 um, want people to understand um as we grow and understand what you just said like it's not magic right it's not it's not magic where you come into ten thousand and then you invest it and then you pop you know what i mean it don't work like that so like the way that the way that life works just look at your own life i bet you got an example of something like this right um um i don't know who said this but i heard my wife say it first so i'm gonna credit her you know she could have got it from somewhere i don't know but she said good things happen over time great things happen all at once right mm. good things happen all the time great things happen all at once meaning that like jay is saying for example if you say i'm going to take a uh, 50 uh 10 dollars a week and play around with stocks I'm going to take $50 a week and play around with stock, whatever, right? What Jay is saying is just learn. That's all you're doing. You go, okay, let me see. Let me go to Robinhood and say and see uh, what companies took the biggest loss today. You know what I'm saying? Or the biggest gain today. You know, you just tap a button and you just follow. You look. You learn about a company. Oh, this is a, a Square. This Square company. What's SQ? Oh, these are the dudes that created Cash App. Okay, so the Square company also they're the ones who created Cash App. Okay. Oh, the CEO from Square is the same CEO uh of Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is all in Robin Hood. You just scrolling mm-hmm. on your with your thumbs. You see, oh no dang. doubt. <laughs> Man, ain't that boy smart than a mug. I, I like but I use Cash App and uh uh Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Let me okay, hold on, let me put that to the side. Let me add that to my watch list. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you go through and you just do that and you just play around and then you'll find your stock, you know what I'm saying? That 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 might be ten dollars or five dollars or twenty. It don't matter. You can do micro shares now, so you can right. just put five dollars into a stock. Yeah. Yeah, the fractional. Mm-hmm. So what you do, you're doing this a week, two weeks, a few months, you know what I'm saying? Three, four, five months. You doing this and you ain't balling. You ain't made a whole bunch of money. You ain't, you know what I'm saying? Nothing, right? But then look, peep it. This would happen though. You already got your watch list and you've been looking at the stuff you know, right? So you didn't look over the history and you see, okay, this company is, is selling right now for $50 a share. It's been around 20 years and the lowest it's ever been you know what I'm saying? The the lowest it's ever been was, you know, uh $15 a share, right? But it's 59. Lowest it's ever been in 20 years is 15. Okay. Then you watching Corona happen, right? Everybody gets scared. Stock market plummet. This stock you was watching at $50, it dropped down 
twenty. It's it's almost twenty dollars. It ain't been twenty dollars in fifteen in, in in fifteen years. This stock is now on sale. This stock is what they call on sale. That's with Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the world and one of the greatest investors of our time, if not the great investor. That's why he say, when others are fearful, be greedy, right? When others are greedy, then you be scared, right? So that so so when you see this plummet, that's you know that's when the stock crashes. Then that's when you strike. Cause you've been watching it all the time. You've been seeing it. So you realize this stock is on sale. I'm finna buy 10 shares of it, 15 shares of 20, however much you, you can afford, you know what I'm saying? To leave in there for the long run. And now, and now that's how, and you keep doing it over and over and over and over again. Every time you get one of those opportunities, you're able to strike. It's not get rich quick. It's, it's, it's grow wealth um very slowly. So I just, mm-hmm. I just really wanted to drive it home, man. <laughs> no doubt yeah. um man okay so i'm all about practical solutions right so to to drive home the fact that time is your greatest asset um i'm gonna just tell you what i do with my with my children uh i set up um custodial accounts for them mm-hmm. um the greatest way in our community i think a, a practical way in our community since we don't have the capital like other communities and we don't have mm-hmm. money then we need to use time yeah yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. time, time what time will do that's time what they will... use jay that's what they used right mm-hmm. you, feel, you understand what i'm saying yeah they've been these companies that are worldwide company and these families they got this bread and all of this they've been in the game before we could even get in the we were not allowed you know what i'm saying as black people to even be in the game you feel me right. so yes i just yes you spot on so um because a lot of us didn't have generational wealth the moment you have a kid you need to start the wealth process Hmm. which means that you might not make it you might not make it to millionaire status in your generation but the next generation behind you should if you did what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. you just be like you'd be like the founder of the company like the company that's not as big the company wasn't as big as it is now when they were alive but they actually grew it in the Mm. next generations so how that looked in our community okay open a custodial account for your children right um i did it as soon as i got my son's social right um i opened a custodial account right um they have apps to do that now you could do it in the stash app which is where i did it um, or you can go a broker you can go in actually to a storefront and do it but what you want to do is put a little bit of money in there because I know we ain't got a whole bunch of disposable money in our community mm-hmm. disposable income so you need to do it immediately because you don't have a lot of money mm-hmm. do it immediately and you'll have the benefit of time growing that money mm-hmm. you can google it there's all kind of charts that say if I put in this amount of money after 10 years, how much will it be? Or mm-hmm. after 20 years, how much it be with the normal rate of inflation, right? Mm-hmm. So in our community, we need to start immediately. And because if you start immediately when the children is born, you can do it with $20, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, $50, something like something that's affordable on a monthly basis. And it's it's a it's a link. Uh, I mean, it's a picture of what Jay, so what Jay is saying about that over time. Uh, it's the the compound interest of a penny, um, and so um, 
hit the link hit the link in in the show notes uh i'll i'll tag it in the show notes hit that link to see the compound interest of a penny and you'll see what jay's saying is is foundational right um so um go, go back to this example you start that over right any birthday money or whatever or anything you got for the kid or what i tell my tax clients is if you have a dependent on your return you should have a custodial account for that dependent and take a little bit of your tax return and drop it in there especially mm-hmm. if the government giving you 1500 2000 for that child mm-hmm. two three hundred dollars two hundred drop two hundred dollars on the tax that's two hundred dollars times set times 17. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Plus, with interest. Yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? But what you're doing is is you just forgetting about it, letting it grow, and you're taking advantage of time. Right. 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 You see, because right. we don't have a lot of money in our community. So we need to take advantage of time and let it grow. And then what happens is if you do what you're supposed to do and you're doing something for yourself too. Mm-hmm. And you put your children as beneficiaries, not only do they grow up with their own, but they combine it with yours after you're gone. That's right. how wealth is really, really built. Right, 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 right. Parents right. do it two ways. They set them kids up their entire life and then they turn over what they want them to have when they're gone. Right. And they right, stack right. it on top of each other. It's perfect. It's perfect. And so so that bring <clears throat> that brings a good point of okay well what if i don't well, what if i ain't got got no money you know what i'm saying like what if i don't i hear what y'all saying it's ten dollars at a time twenty dollars at a time you know saying but what if i ain't got no money well robert hits that point too and mm-hmm. that's <laughs> he hits the point of the whole why he this really for me was a, a good example of why he titled it, uh the chapter what he did which is the rich invent money right and so when he he goes into a story um he's talking about real estate that's his main that's his main thing or whatever um is real estate and he talks about um money can be made from an agreement you can have no money right and mm-hmm. but your mind and money can be made from an agreement. And so that's why we continuously encourage, you know, check out the book. You know what I'm saying? Check out the book because it's, it's 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 a lot of details to it. But he basically talks about a deal where he, he basically, it was a house, you know what I'm saying? And say like the house was worth 75 or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was worth 75, um, but he could buy it for 20, right? Um, he went and got uh, a, a, a friend of his or associate of his to give him a $2,000 loan that mm-hmm. he only 10% had down. 10%. Yeah, a 10% down mm-hmm. loan, right? That 2000 he took the 2000 to get the down payment for the house and the agreement, the contract of the house. He then uh, at the same time went and listed the house that he knew was value that you know he knew it could sell for 75 so he listed it for 60 so it'll be hot you know what i'm saying he said he had a uh uh it was a feeding frenzy you know what i'm saying boys was trying <laughs> to get the house so fast he ended up you know so he, he sold the house um for the 60 
right? So he made his 20 back, gave his friend the 2000 plus a $200, you know, that was the, the interest on it, basically. And, you know, basically 40K was his profit from that deal. And mm-hmm. that was uh, the quintessential example of creating money from an agreement. He took mm-hmm. his mind and turned it into 40K. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that exam so he goes on. So he goes on um to expound on that example, the, that real estate example, because he talks about, you know, when markets are down. You know, he they went through in different areas. He stayed when markets were down and bought these houses at these super low prices. And that's what Jay say, time is your greatest asset. Because they was able to buy when it was down, then as the market ro- rose over time, which it uh, what Jay say, currency. You know what I'm saying? It's a current. It's a wave. You feel me? The market is down. Eventually, it'll go back up. You know, and it's always it always has. Um, and and so then over time, those grow uh, as well. And so when you hear that example of the house and these thousands of dollars, and I'm not in real estate, not it's about what we saying though. See the opportunity that you see, right? You got to see what you see. For me, I started with a a, a notebook and a pencil. You know what I'm saying? All I had was rhymes in my head, a notebook and a pencil. You feel me? We put the notebook to the pencil. You know, it was just a thought, right? We go back to my first album. Jay fronted the money for the first album. It turned into an actual thing. And then that went out into the world. And I and from there, I was able to start an entire music career, right? That would go on to, to have two billboard projects and international nice. tour and all from a paper and a pencil and being bold with that. So for you, mm-hmm. it could be your fashion company. It could be your lawn service. All you got is a truck, an old beat up truck and a lawnmower. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that just the, the concept that you have of, man, you know, the problem is this though. This is the problem of, the, of whatever industry I'm in. And you being that solution, you can turn what's in your mind, right? And your ability to get out there into whatever. So it don't have to be real estate. It could be in whatever um, <laughs> you're business some what, I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give you some whatever examples. Yeah. Right. Because I'm gonna tell you what I told my children. Right. I teach kids that's uh, in urban environments and they come from uh, poverty-stricken situations. A lot of immigrant c- communities. Well, I tell them, all right, cool. Let me show you. You need to see money with your mind. I'm telling them the same thing that Robert told me. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I told him this when we was when I was teaching them the book. Yeah. So I was like, man, give me an example, Mr. T. They, he, he always talking about, you know, he can make money, make money, make money. <laughs> right, 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 right. I was like, all you need to do is buy something that's cheap, that has a high volume of the product, and mark up the price of each one. Mm-hmm. That's the key. To, that's the key. Mm-hmm. They're like, give me an example. I was like, all right. I had a bottle of water. I bet. People do this all the time. Uh, how much a case of water? They say $5, Mr. T. All right, but how many bottles are in the case? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be like 24, but sometimes you could buy with like 30. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. We'll try to catch the ones with 30. All right. Now you sell them for a dollar. You have turned $5 into 30. Just like that. Go back. Don't get no, don't say I'm going to buy Takis and, <laughs> right, right, and all right. that. Nah. Re up. Now you're going to 6X. Now I'm mm-hmm. going to go back and buy six cases of water right right and then i'm gonna turn that into six times 30 
right? Which is 180. I started off with $5 and went up to 180. Right. Two flips. Like, and just keep flipping. And you say, okay, the next flip, um, instead of 180, getting a whole bunch of $5 cases, that's too much. All right, cool. Well, this is how you diversify your hustle. You, mm-hmm. you buy some cases of water and then you go buy candy and open a candy store. Too. Right, right, right. And right, from right. the first flip, from that first flip, from that first five dollars that you could have borrowed from your mom, mm-hmm. like, you can ask somebody, ask five people for it now, right, bro, and do whatever it takes in order to get it. To see it, what you need to see it with your mind. You can do it with popsicles too. Buy yeah. a box of popsicles. How many in there? 20, 25, mm-hmm. But bust that down. Do the math, mm-hmm. and, and, and just keep reing up. And like, yep. pe- people do it with drugs all the time. It's the you same principle. You, you stay you out of jail. Yeah, just stay out of jail. You'll stay out of jail. And then uh, I also gave him an example. Okay, cool. You don't got the products. So I, I give him a product example and I'm going to give him a service example. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a service example. I say, uh, how many apartments um, are in y'all complex? Like, I don't know, like 100, 200. Uh, sometimes it's 500, depending on where you live. All right, cool. Let's just say it's 200. Do y'all have a trash service? Mm-hmm. 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 Because if you was living in a better neighborhood, they would have a trash service and mm-hmm. all that. So give them the trash service that mm-hmm. they don't have, that they wish they had. Mm-hmm. I was like, y'all know how y'all be having them baskets that y'all stole from Fiesta? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the same basket that's in your neighborhood, that's in your apartments, use that for your trash service. Yep, yep. And yep. a dollar to set out that trash. You could charge them a dollar a week and still yeah. clean up. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like how Mr. T, how Mr. T. All right, if it's two hundred people, or let's say two hundred people that actually jump down with you, you know, everybody ain't gonna jump down with you. Mm-hmm. So it's two hundred people, a dollar a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, pick, I'm gonna come pick up your trash. Say I'm gonna use this trash. Uh, I'm use this cart to throw it away in the actual bin. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's two hundred. Right. Uh, that's two hundred a week. Yeah. Uh, but Ms. T, that's 200 apartments. Okay, sublease. Go get you four people. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Go get you four people. Yeah. Go get four younger kids. Yeah. That's younger than you. Get them $25 a week. Yeah. That's still yeah. only 100 in overhead, and they've done all the work. You're getting your 100 for Yeah, them. yeah. Right there. Bro, it's bro, really. It's there. It's as there, simple as that, man. It's really as simple as that. Yeah. And what you. that no, So, return on investment, right? What you put in. Okay, it was one thing. What you get out is another number. You take you you subtract what you put in from what you got out. That was your ROI. That Robert talks about that in this chapter. ROI. That's your return on uh investment. And so um you you really hit the points already. Um invest in what you know, right? Um that's that's the thing. What, what do you know? What do you know about? What do you like? Right? Um you might know about fashion. You might know about, you know, the oil industry. You might know about music. You know what I'm saying? You might, whatever you know about, start looking in those areas um, and, and start to invest in what you know about and what you, what you love. Um, and so right. then you plant those seeds. And as you plant those seeds, like we talked about before, over time, uh, those seeds will grow. Um, and it's it's, mm-hmm. it's important to understand that that part of it because when you love it and you you paying attention and you doing it over time, uh, then that's where the the statement he made and several investors make it's not gambling if you know what you're doing, right? Also, yeah. Robert tells you that there's two types of investors, right? There's an 
there's one who buys investments, like you will buy a package investment. So like when you buy stocks or when you buy a mutual fund, you're just buying a packaged investment. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, the other type of investor is one who builds the investment, mm-hmm. one who creates the investment. So right. if you if you invest in the stuff you love, you have a better chance of creating that investment. Right, 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 right. right. As opposed to just buying. Because if you're just buying, it's going to be watered down. Right, right, um, right. But if you build the company, you have a better chance of a huge gain. Right. Because right, you're right. you're building it yourself and you can set it up and you can market it a certain way and you can fix your supply uh fix it and manage it to where you can squeeze the most out of it. Right. As opposed right. to, oh, I just bought an investment. And the reason why you're not gonna get as much money as for an a bought investment is because other people have done all the work for you. Mm-hmm. You're simply just you're simply just benefiting. And it's more safer to buy a packaged investment. Right. That's why that safety, you're trading safety for profit. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. right like right. since it's safe, just know that you're not gonna make a whole bunch off of it. Right. But right, if right. you build the in if you b- develop your financial IQ and you de- de- build the the investment yourself, you're gonna mm-hmm. make way more, bro. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm way more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and and in doing in doing it 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 takes it takes um it's going and all of this stuff that we're talking about it's going to take some time to learn it and you're going to have to take some L's right that's why so, i say invest in your use that upfront time that if first. and in in the thing that you love so you care about the thing you know what i mean it's not this cold you know what i mean it's like you care about it so you're going to naturally grow again and, and, and see you know what i'm saying see it um and so in in doing it, I, I don't want to forget the point of <clears throat> talk. I said earlier, you know how school got it wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And so Jay is a teacher, and he would back he would back the, that statement. I, I I know. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm, I'm a teacher, so I can try to correct what they got wrong. <laughs> right, right, right. And, he, <laughs> and, and it's summed up into this: we talked about school. We're gonna keep talking about school, and even after this book, we're gonna still talk about school system. But it's, it's summed up in this: school tells you from the time you are um in elementary failing is bad that's the message of school that's the premise of school failing is bad you failing is bad right but actually in life you want to fail um a lot you know uh and you want to fail you know fail uh often you know what i'm saying in the beginning to try to figure out okay what's going on you know what i'm saying and so uh it's a really dope story um it's it's basically it's like it's like a duck a rabbit um it's a duck a rabbit and a squirrel right and they all start school on the on the first day and the first class is swimming and the duck kill it you know what i'm saying but the <laughs> rabbit and the squirrel trash then the, you know, the so the teacher like hey y'all need to work on it the next next class is climbing and the squirrel kill it but the duck and the rabbit trash teacher like hey man y'all two need to work on it so that in a third class is a uh, gym, you know what I'm saying? And they, they sprinting the rabbit kill them, you know what I'm saying? But the squirrel and the duck, hey man, y'all need to work on it. So over the year, they work, 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 work. They all working so they can all be good in the class. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to be good in all three classes. Well, then time come back around and it's the swimming class, not a duck trash. Cause he didn't 
messed up his feet, you know what I'm saying, trying to learn how to run faster, you know what I mean? Mm. And so he ain't with it. And then I was the climbing class and the squirrel trash because he didn't spend so much time in the water, you know what I'm saying, that, mm. you know, he ain't what he used to be. The rabbit trash because he didn't spend so much time trying to climb up, uh, up the uh, the tree, you feel me? He didn't mess his uh, little, little feet up and paws up, right? So obviously mm. the moral of the story is that's kind of the school system. You know what I'm saying? For the the most formidable part of your life, they are telling you to you need to be good at everything. You know what I'm saying? You need to be good at be good at all of these things. You know what I'm saying? You know, and so that's what you spend so much time with on. You know, you need to be good at all these things and the things that you're not good at that you fail. That's bad, right? And so when you develop that mindset and you start to become an adult and you get out into the real world and you start realizing the focus and the dedication that you're going to need and the failure that's going to come that really can be the best thing for you if you learn how to channel it the correct way if you ain't have a rich dad around or some people around to really show you that insight and your only dad was the poor dad you know uh the educator mindset then you're gonna feel like it's you you know what I'm saying? You're going to feel mm-hmm. like it's you. You're the problem. You ain't got it. You just don't have the magic that these other people have. And that's not the case. Go back to the self-doubt. Exactly. Go back to the fear that we talk, that we open this lesson with. Everything's full circle. Exactly. Um, also, the school system is not good at um, searching a kid's individual talents and promoting that individual talent to them. Uh in in Robert's book, Why A Students Work for C Students, he's talking about mo- the multiple intelligence, how um, there's musical abilities, there's spatial ability, there's kinetic uh, intelligence. There's a- so uh, school system is only academic intelligence. Mm-hmm. We might do a little bit musical, a little bit of uh, spatial intelligence if you play sports, or kinetic intelligence or whatever, you play sports, but the main focus of the school system is academic intelligence only. Mm-hmm. But there are so many kids that don't fall into that realm, but you never build a system, a, you never build a buffer system around them. Mm-hmm. 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 And so what I tell my kids is you need enough math to do what you want to do mm-hmm. because there's because there's math in everything. Right. You need you need a much you need as much reading as what you want to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. in everything you're going to need reading. So um, I kind of, I, I'm, I teach self-awareness in mm-hmm. my class. Like you need to be aware of yourself and what you want to do and um, how you like to do it. And the things that you're not good at, that's not your go-to thing, learn a little bit about them and then connect yourself with people that's, are, that's great at it. Right, 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 right. I'm strategic about I'm strategic about what students I place in a group with what other kid. Right, right, right. Because I want them to see that in real life. Right. Like that's um, good. I I put kids that are really, 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 really smart and not good socially. I pair them with the kid that's high social intelligence, but not really academically smart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And what mm -hmm. I watch is how they feed off of each other. And how both of them grow in their weakness, right? You know right, 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 like, right. So right. it's just um, you have to. A teacher has to. That has. It's a lot of thought to go into that, and like it's a lot of, like you got to actually try to learn the learn the child. 
Right, you know right, right, right. To, I agree. to where to where you could do stuff like that. That's good, bro. That's good. So, um, man, is this it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot in this lesson. Um, we can go on and on. Um, but these last couple of points let's hit these last couple of points that's real powerful and then um we'll wrap up today's episode um the four uh four main skills uh accounting investing understanding markets and the law uh we we hit on that briefly before in lessons before but jay do you want to add anything to um what this chapter brings to those four main skills um this chapter uh, because like since the previous chapter told you that these are the skills you need mm-hmm. now these chapters this chapter uh it puts it in how it plays out in your mind mm-hmm. because because robert understood markets he understood that i could get that house for 20 when it's worth 75 he understood mm-hmm. he understood the market that accounting falls in that so if you buy if you buy at the right time in the market and you're not buying at the top of the market, you're buying at the bottom of the market, the accounting is going to line up. Nice. You see what I'm saying? And that and then, is um, the act of investing. My bad. I'm getting excited. Go correct. ahead. You off. Correct. No, <laughs> it, no, what you're doing is you're seeing the synergy of you're seeing yeah. the synergy of all four of them coming together yeah. at the same yeah. time. Yeah. So in a great investment, they will all come in at the same time. Right, 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 See right. What I'm saying? And the law, the awareness part, the awareness mm-hmm. of the accounting and the corporate state and federal regula- uh, regulations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that I wouldn't so much necessarily uh, hone on the law and everything like that. Because like I said, most of the time, like we said in first one, the first hustle normally be illegal. Right, 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 right. In in this in his situation, in his situation, mm-hmm. the law came. I will focus place. on I will focus on the first the first two accounting and understanding markets. Because That's once right. you get in and if you buy right, you'll learn the regulation around it. Mm, that's so real that, that's in, in the process of your going so the law is going to compliance and all those issues that's going to be mm. in there you're going to eventually get that because mm. you want to keep making this money that you find out in this market that's so good that's that's going to line up don't you know even, what i'm saying don't even let that not know yeah, don't let that deter you in the beginning that's good yeah don't let that deter you um I, and you need to seek out things that have high profit margins because mm-hmm. you don't want to spin your wheels there are other there in our community yeah we like to do things for our passion but we also need to do things that have high profit margins man when it Mm -hmm. comes to like opening black businesses and opening this and opening that yeah we can do it for the pride of that uh, open minority owned businesses yeah we can do it for the pride of that but we also in this to make money because there's not gonna be no pride if you close down Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm, need to uh, mm-hmm. strategically pick things that have high property mar- margins when it comes to accounting. Right. right so right. if you look at the businesses that are that are in our communities, they're that way for a reason mm-hmm. because they are the things that we have access to with high profit margins, like mm-hmm. barbershops. Clippers only cost so much. The rest will be your ability to cut. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm high profit margins on that um tax offices you know this is a million tax offices the tax business and you know i can run it off of 400 software and mm-hmm. i can turn that 400 to 4,000 without blinking mm-hmm. it's easy mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like 
there's a you have to strategically think and understand markets and, and understand accounting. What can I spend a little bit on that can scale a lot, like you say, and, and, and I can blow that up and make a whole bunch off of that. That's good. To where for us, I'm talking about for us, because we don't have a lot of disposable income. So do more thinking in at the beginning. And some of the businesses is gonna hurt your heart. You be like, man, I probably can't go into that business, even though I love it. Mm-hmm. I really can't go into it because the margins. Right, right. And, then, and but what that does though, Jay, and I can speak from personal experiences. What that does is make you use your mind. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, like it makes you use your mind instead of being like, "Ooh, the margins in that is trash." I'm gonna do it anyway. It'll you go, okay? Let me think on that. You know what I'm saying? And as your financial IQ rises, you know what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes I almost want to say, oftentimes you'll you those light bulbs will go off. Oh, well, you know what? If I did it that way, then that'll be different, right? Like it's it's the basis of anything, right? You take it. You know, you used to have to uh, go to the video store and rent a movie. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you go to the video store and rent a movie. Then even when it came online, you know, you bought a movie, you know, or you mm-hmm. rented a movie online. Um, and then technology changes and then they go, you know what? Just pay us a subscription. You know what I'm saying? You pay us a subscription and you can get all the movies, right? So it's like that business that's the same changing. business. Yeah, the business models mm-hmm. change as, as the mind and the technology grows. So the same thing for you. But if you just settle, I'ma just uh take these low margins in this trash business then what's the you you get you're getting what you're bargaining for right and so mm-hmm. um you use your financial iq to see what others don't which actually brings us to the um the the third the i think one of the final points is those those three uh kind of summary blocks that he has uh which, correct the three which, skills you need the three skills mm-hmm. yeah the first one is uh find an opportunity that everyone else uh, missed um, mm-hmm. and we, we talked about that uh, before the opportunity that everybody else missed and that's one thing that um, that's one thing that goes right into what we talked about earlier like when I was saying with the stock when you watching something watching something watching something watching something you seeing what other people not seeing you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you, they don't see it the way you see it because um, you've been paying so so much attention to it. And at the same time, if you're raising your financial IQ, then when the moment comes to strike, you'll be able to do it. Um, and you you'll see this in several books. You see that that's the difference. It's a book called A Millionaire mm-hmm. Real Estate Investor, and he says like, if I had to say one thing about investing, that was the only difference. He's like, I saw the same properties I used to see 10 years ago. Only difference is back then I would think and talk to my wife and him and Ha and maybe. And by that time, somebody didn't bought it. Now, if I see it and it's the right price and I already know it, I buy it right then, right that day. I don't need mm-hmm. to talk about nothing. I go right then and do it. And he's like, that's really the only thing that's changed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And go back to what you're saying about crisis and and fear and doubt all of this plays into it because you're you don't have the same fear that you have during a crisis if you have financial intelligence right like, looking at it different when everybody's running you looking like rubs hand like bird man you yeah, know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, you yeah. like you know what i'm saying you like yeah. oh man i'm gonna yeah. come up uh-huh. like i knew after when when coronavirus hit i knew i'm gonna make a killing you Bruh. know what i'm saying Mark Zuckerberg just added some bees to his his network. Mm-hmm. Some bees yeah. since the, yeah, the coronavirus started. He added some not M's bees to his bees. network. 
Yeah. And the thing is, um, when others are panicking, it, th- this is why I want you to be financially stable. When you're financially stable and you don't have that panic, you can sit back and think, okay, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. I need to do. And you can watch other what other people doing and do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People running from the market, prices jumping, prices dropping, dropping, dropping. The people that's going to make a killing is the people that's running towards the market right now. And and the note is, I used to I used to ask, well, if the stock market, well, I use the stock market as an example because it's easy. Everybody didn't pretty much hear something about it. You know, if you listen to this, you at least heard about it before. Well, it's like, well, the stock market crashing. Why would I buy if it's crashing? That means people selling and they get night. Well, the thing is, exactly, <laughs> exactly, you're different from them, right? The reason I say that is because the thing that you have to understand is. It's about it's not about where the market is, it's about where you bought, right? So if the right. market is at let's say we're gonna the stock market is gonna run off of points, right? So like let's say um um one of the averages, like if you take the 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 Dow uh, uh, uh the Dow Jones industrial average, that just means it's a bunch of uh top tier companies that they take an average of and based on an average they have a point system um mm-hmm. and so say it's at 30 right and then it's at 30 and the market start crashing they go from 30 to to 28 to 25 it start going down well the these people in the market have hundreds have thousands hundreds of thousands millions of dollars in the market so if they bought when when it was at 28 because they thought it was finna go to 38 but then at 30 it starts crashing they bought at 28 so when it goes below that they start losing not a couple dollars they're losing thousands of dollars hundreds of thousands possibly millions so they're gonna pull all their money out you know what i'm saying so when they when mike do it then then james do it then sarah do it then kim do it then uh lamarcus you know what i'm saying then that's how you start getting the market crashed Mm -hmm. down you feel what I'm saying? Well, they pull it out because they bought right there. But if you've been chilling with a bag, you know what I'm saying? You waiting for it to come while it's coming down and you buy. That's a good deal for you. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's why it's going down. It's going down because it's it, it could be a million things. It don't matter. Like uh, Warren Buffett says, uh, short term, the, the, the stock market is a, a voting system, meaning, you know, what everybody's saying. All right. That's what we're going to go with today. Tomorrow could be completely different, right? So we not you don't worry about short term, but long term, he's saying it's a weighing system. The, the numbers is the numbers, you know what I'm saying? Over time, it's a weighing system, and the companies that really um, are valuable are going to continue to be valuable. So that's what it means when we say that it's not just kind of like dope a dope rap line. That's how all that kind of flows together to why when they're fearful, you be greedy. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you know it's gonna come back up. Um, second point. Well, yeah, that's good. I think we covered that. Seeing what others miss. Yeah. The second one is uh, the ability to raise money. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I don't yeah, even we care how long this show is because we ain't <laughs> had no choice, bro. We ain't, ain't can't none of this be cut. We we got to get to it, man. Look, that's our problem. And when that's our problem, Jay. That's our problem. To raise money. That's our problem, um, Jay. Now. Um, if you look at uh, there's this new things, those new things coming out now, crowdfunding, and mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, have all mm-hmm. that. Um, and 
it's basically people pooling money together. And mm-hmm. they say all the time, man, y'all should, we should stick together in our community. We should stick together. Well, if we stick together economically, we could get the job done a lot faster than sticking together to march and mm-hmm. this and that. Not mm-hmm. saying that I'm against that. I definitely uh, support that as well. But economically, you can get the job done faster mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. economically, you could pay f- for uh, politicians, which what our other people do, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and you can get stuff done politically for you quicker. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. you have to have that pool of economic resources. But I digress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raising money. Um, number one, your job has ha- your your idea hasn't been solidified yet, so you don't have a hard time raising money. Especially mm-hmm. if if a minority startup is way worse mm-hmm. than, a, than a Jeff Bezos. Facts. Give me. 250k stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. A minority startup is way worse than a small loan of a million dollars from mm-hmm. Donald J. Trump. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, it, our startups are. Mm, I might have to do a little legal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to do a little like Bun say. I got to do a little bad so I can be doing a little good. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you taking that chance. I would just say convert it as soon as possible. At like yesterday. <laughs> like yesterday. But Go watch also, one of them gangster movies. You're gonna see they gonna all in the same way. I can tell you the ending. And because we don't have access to information, um we don't have access to raising capital information too. So we don't have this, the loopholes, right? So like I remember going to the ceremony, uh not ceremony, I remember going to this um seminar. Mm-hmm. And it was about real estate, but I learned how to raise capital in the seminar, bro. It's like that was an extra bonus. Hmm. So I'll give you this real quick. They taught us how to do credit blitzes, mm-hmm. like how to blitz your credit. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would have never learned that. I'm like, boy, what is they talking about? They said, uh, you, you had to do, you had to bring your laptop to come to the seminar. So they said, all right. Everybody right now, go and uh, go to different websites. Go to Walmart.com. Go to Capital One, Bank of America. Go to and apply for as much credit as you can right now. Mm-hmm. Do that right now before lunch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What? It sounds crazy." <laughs> yeah, like it yeah. crazy. Yeah, like, tripping. Man, hell no. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, tripping. They tripping like, and they was like. Trust me, just do it. Right? So I was like, you know what? I didn't pay to go to the seminar. I'm finna go on. I'm finna do it anyway. Let's go and dive in the water, G. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, when I tell you now, I still have that credit line that I got from that day. Mm -hmm. And this was, this was 14, I think. Mm -hmm. This was uh, 2014 when I did this. Bro, I got forty something thousand in a line of credit. Man, just off, off of that day. the blitz. That's one off yeah. the blitz. So what happens is when you apply for this credit, if you're applying for it all at one time, and I'm not no I'm no credit repair guy and right, all right. this and claim that I know everything, but I do know what I did. Mm-hmm. 
what I did was apply for all of them within minutes of each other and it didn't give the system enough time to process it so when it did hit my report it took I took a little hit but I took the hit all at one time because of I blitzed it all in one small window Mm, yeah because i know i do know what credit (laughs) time plays a factor as well so yeah that's what they were taking advantage of versus Mm -hmm. you know every versus spreading them out yeah yeah Yeah. i see what you're saying so they they blitzed us they blitzed the system all at one time i never heard of that before bro i've never heard bro yeah now all my cars now they're all zero balance Mm -hmm. but i still have that line and what happens is once you get that one line of credit like Walmart back then Walmart gave me $300 right, I'm right, like right. whoa that ain't nothing to write home to mom about right, right, Capital right. One gave me Capital One gave me a thousand Bank of America gave me two or three thousand right yeah now over time it grows you keep it good you swipe yeah. your card turn around and pay it it grows Bank of America ran up to 12k right 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 Chase, right right Chase right. at fi- like 15k. Right. Uh like now it's like extremely high at right. zero balances. So now I'm winning. But those were the same cars that I had at that credit blitz. Right, 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 right. I was right. like, I oh man. I see what you're saying. And so that's it's it's dope to understand this that and Robert so this is really dope because you gotta remember the premise of uh the book understanding what Robert is getting across in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he talks about it. He lays it out well. He says, one, he says, uh, he don't do anything that he's not recommending you do anything that he's done. He's just telling you what he's done, right? He's giving you examples of what he done and what he know. He also is going to go on to talk about, and Jay Jay mentioned earlier, it's it's two different type of investors, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. who go about it. So what's important to anybody who listening to us is to understand that these, that 5, 10, 15 people can listen to the same book, you read the same book, listen to the same podcast, and go about 15 different uh, exact methods, and I'll be right. Right. Because mm-hmm. everybody is different. So like to what Jay's saying, right? Like this, this ain't school where only A is correct. Exactly. Uh, right. Like a, B, C or D could be could correct. Could be correct. Yeah. Depends on In real life. It is, right. And, yeah. that, and that's real because 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 so, he because to what Jay was saying, you know, what you hear about credit, what you hear about credit can sometimes be conflicting. Right. So you hear Jay saying with the credit bits, but then you also hear about, you know, credit cards are bad and debt is bad. You know what I'm saying? Then you hear about good debt, and bad debt. Then if you know about Dave Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? You got to get out of debt, you know, before, you know, you can go on and do. Right. And so it's like you could be confused like, yo, what what is you know, what I'm saying uh, what does it mean? Now, this is mm-hmm. what the average person might go plug now let me sell you my program right we don't have a program to sell you but we have is the truth and the truth is (laughs) you're gonna have to take time to build your financial iq and realize what works for you right so in the example that jay's using a credit you have low interest rate credit and you have high interest rate credit you can get a loan or you can get a loan um which is credit um and it could be for one percent or you can get one for twenty percent those are two totally different. So you can't say mm-hmm. it's a loan good or bad. <laughs> oh, what's the interest rate? You know what I'm saying? What's the term on it? You know what I'm saying? What's your what's more importantly, what's your use for? What's your because use for the, the reason why my the reason why my cars are zero balance now 
is because I don't have an asset to buy that's going to pay the balance of the car. Of the car. It all. And since I, mm-hmm. since I don't have that yet, but mm-hmm. when I do get it, I'm going to use that to buy it. That's just like me having no money of my own in the game. Mm-hmm. See, financial intelligence has to be built to do that. Right. And also, you got to look at the rate of return and is it higher than what you're paying on the car? Right. All of that goes into all of that goes into play. And if you don't know how to analyze that, stay at home. You know what I'm saying? Don't like don't do it. Like that's why I said I don't have any balance on them right now simply because I haven't found the next thing that I'm finna do that has a higher rate of return than the borrowed money. Right. I'm about to use on this credit card. Right, right. And and that's that's the thing. I cause I went through, oh, it's credit, you just pay it back. Then I went through, oh, credit is terrible. Credit and debt is bad, it's horrible. Cause you won't cause my financial IQ was down here, you know, at the bottom, and I didn't understand. Then you start paying your debt off and stuff like that. Then you realize, oh, it's good credit and bad credit. It's good mm-hmm. debt and bad. Now that's facts. It's good debt and bad debt. You know what I'm saying? It's just a matter of who you are. Me and Jay are progressive investors. Meaning our goal is to invest more actively over time. You know what I'm saying? Like that's our goal. You might be a type of person that's like, no, 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 no. People have told me before, you know, man, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh man, I read the Dave Ramsey style, man. He 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 gonna you gonna be broke off him because he's something right. Well, depends on type of investor you are, right? If you type person, I ain't trying to learn about the market. I ain't trying to learn about real estate. I ain't trying to go be networking. I ain't trying to have to raise my financial IQ. Then you should not probably <laughs> apply a lot of the stuff Robert says. You probably yeah. should go to uh, Charles Schwab Fidelity, find you a financial investor, the safest plan possibly, you know what I'm saying, and go about a very safe calm cool mm-hmm. so what robert is talking about he's talking about the person um that is trying to progressively invest and learn and raise their financial iq and completely okay in the next chapter he gonna say um rich dad advice was him hey uh try to go bankrupt before you're 30 because then um you know, it leave you enough time to recover. To recover, right? Yeah, that, that's that's you feel yeah, that's me? A that's a different type of. This is this that, is this is not for freshmen. This you is know what I'm saying. You feel me? This book that we're breaking down. Mm-hmm. This book that we break down. It, this is not. You know, how is the safest way to play it? That's gonna be a different type of model. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to say that because it's so crazy how I can hear what you were saying, Jay, with the credit blitz, and I can hear my past like that's insane that's terrible then i can hear my present and future going realizing the difference between having mm-hmm. bad high interest rate credit with no assets and only liabilities and then having a fat credit line understanding financially how that needs to be balanced and only applying it when it's appropriate it's mind-blowing g mind-blowing mm-hmm. Uh, Robert says, um, "Good, just to clear it up, in case they was wondering, good debt is debt that you're using to acquire assets that's going to pay for their debt. Boom, boom, Bad debt boom, is boom. You go, yeah, it's, uh, debt is a loaded gun. Yeah. <laughs> so be careful how you use it. Mm. Um, uh, it, could, it could destroy you or it can destroy your financial problems. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So debt is, a, debt is a loaded gun. So good debt is when you're using it to acquire an asset. Um, example, uh, if I didn't have money to buy my tax software, um, swipe my card, use, uh, swipe my card in January, pay for my tax software, right? Mm-hmm. By the time the bill is due, I would have already did, did X amount and of pay for it taxes back. 
and pay for it back. That was that's good. good. That's, you, that's a good example of you. Mm-hmm. Good debt. Bad debt is um, the Super Bowl coming up, and I want to buy this TV. In the end, January too. And in January, and buy this curved fashion. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going. Jay, it looks like glass. I'm not going to have a Super Bowl party. I'm not going to charge people to get in. Right, right. This is not a business asset for me. Yeah, that's good. That's bad. That's good. That's good. And uh, so, and the TV, so, you might not even like the TV no more by the time you pay it off. Right, right, right. I hate this TV, man. That's what happened with cars. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, as soon as they leave the light. So look, let's close. The last, the last one actually uh, ties in exactly, exactly what would no. Well, yes, yes. The third one is organize smart people. Right. So mm. that's that's the third one. You you don't have to know all of everything you know what i'm saying you don't have to know that's next chapter as well you know rich, rich dad talk you know he talks about rich dad says hey just know a little about a lot and um poor the, the his poor dad says know a lot about a little right and so it's that is is, is navigating that concept or whatever and so in here he's saying hey man organize um you know smart people um around you who know uh what they're doing and 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 can help you um get to where you're trying to go he said there's always risk so learn to manage the risk instead of avoiding it oh uh, wait i'm gonna uh, go back to the prophet uh sean carter yeah 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 the lyric of the week uh not only that I, another lyric uh he says oh, okay um, if everybody in your clique is rich, then your clique is rugged. No one will fall because we'll be each other's crutches. Mm. Uh, I think that was a reasonable doubt. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody going to be each other's crutches. So what you know, I don't know. And what um, I know, you don't know. And yep. that's the point of us being together. The Bible would say iron sharpens iron. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, I remember you told me all the time when Henry Ford said uh, somebody questioning him about the V8. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know how to build a V8? You're Henry Ford. You don't know how to V8 go? He said, uh, hit that button right there. <laughs> Bring my engineer in. Exactly. Uh, you know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, uh, explain, explain to, to them how, how they how work. Exactly. Yeah, no yeah, doubt, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. That's Business what... is a team sport. Robert said all the time. He drumming in your head. Yeah. Drumming in your head. And what holds our community behind is we have a hard time building teams. Right, 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 right. Yeah, man. I love it. I love it. Well, bro, that was a... Uh, Whew, man, we might have to. This might be part two they listening to. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know. We got to listen to the playback. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and see if. But we just tell you this book, two. man. That's why we wanted to start off with this book. Like this book is slept on in our community. It's, it's slept deep. on. It's deep, bro. I love it. Well, man, check it out. This been another uh, Literacy Kings podcast. This was episode five. Um, how the rich invent money. Uh, make sure y'all come back for the next episode, which is going to be lesson six. Uh, work to learn. Do not work to earn. Uh, we're going to be talking about the process of um, yourself and your life and your skills and how you can avoid uh, the money trap. Um, you can avoid the money trap and a really, um, a really dope line, uh, that, you know, from the chapter, he says that, um, education is more valuable than money, uh, in the long run. He says workers Mm. work hard enough not to be fired and owners pay just enough that the workers don't quit. And so next week we're going to be busting it down on the literacy Kings. Boy. 
I'm Corey Paul. And I'm Jay with the NBA. Wow, wow. We got to get some gun sights. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> DJ drum a mixtape. You know what I'm saying? When you when you said. Say, Pay man. attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are the Literacy Kings, man. Love. Love. Now, reading is fundamental. fundamental.